Chuck. Yes. What do dentists call their x-rays? What do dentists call their x-rays? Very expensive. What? Toothpicks. Oh, jeez. Did you hear about the first restaurant to open on the moon? Suck ball. (laughs) No. It it had great food, but just no atmosphere. Uh, (laughs) Ah, that was good. What did one ocean say to the other ocean? I don't know. Nothing. It just waved. All right, that's good. <laughs> let's 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 start the show, oh, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, happy September. Welcome to We're Not Nordic episode 46. Why are you sleeping, Jay? Can you wake me up? Oh, <laughs> no. I fell for it. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Guys, happy National Blueberry Popsicle Day. How come they all fall on Wednesdays? Hi, I'm Jay. I've never even had a blueberry popsicle, me I don't either. think. But it is National Blueberry Popsicle Day. As I mentioned, this is episode 46 of We're Not Nordic, the podcast wherein two washed-up punk rock dudes get in the car and sit somewhere and talk shit about shit. Yes, this is true. Although, after last week, we're we're thinking maybe we need to... We apologize for the wonky sound last week, hopefully. Honestly, we're like, oh man, this is going to be great, we're going to try a new way to do it, and every time we try something new... Schnazzlebops happens, okay? Schnazzlebops? That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> I don't. But yeah, it, it just it just always happens that way. We thought we were on a good roll, and then we go back and listen to it. Maybe we should go back each seg and just give a little list just to make sure. Yeah. Make some adjustments. But we're working on it, folks. We're working. Look, it's it, God's working on all of us. It's, it's, it's a journey every day. Yeah, what was that band? Oh, forget it, I was going to make a joke, but I don't even know the name of the band, so let's continue. Ready for some news? Let's hear some news. Kayaker returns message in a bottle to a woman who wrote it in 1985. Nice. Kathy Riddle says the bottle, quote, didn't travel very far, but perhaps it traveled the world and came back. Probably not. Yeah. A kayaker who discovered a... Message in a bottle floating in the Delaware River was able to reunite the letter with the woman who wrote it 35 years ago. Brad Walksmith thought the bottle floating in the the water about two miles offshore of the Broadkill River was a piece of trash when he spotted it August 8th, just a few days after Tropical Storm Isaiah swept through the area. As we usually do as kayakers, we try to pick up trash out of the water when we can, he told the station. But his friends noticed there was something inside, and the two fished out the letter written by Carly Riddle and her cousin Stacy Wells, dated 35 years ago, August 1st, 1985. I was one year old. How old were you, Jay? Uh, 85, I was four. It described their family pets and asked potential readers if they had any of their own, among other childhood musings. 
Man, that's kind of funny. Walksmith brought the letter to the Milton Historical Society, and a curator reached out to family and put the two in touch. Riddle still lives just miles away in Milton, and Walksmith was able to return the letter to her Thursday. He said he was surprised it ended up in the same waters after decades of storms and tides, but Riddle suggested that maybe it was fate. My cousin and I were staying at the beach, and we decided to write the letter and send it out and see how far it went. It didn't travel very far, but it perhaps it traveled the world and came back. You know... Really, I mean, the lesson here, if if you're going to, like, be a little corny, yeah. is just think about that shit when you throw litter away. <laughs> like, think about, like, that that bottle was still sitting there after 30 years. Like, right. like take, take a second to think about that before you junk the world up, you know? It's a nice fantasy, kids, but you're just litter bugs. Yeah. Okay, it, so buzz off. Yeah, bur- bury a time capsule or something if you're really interested in something like that. Yeah, that would be more interesting to find anyway. That's what It'll I think, too. Well, I thought a message in a bottle was supposed to be a love note. Like... It was just like them writing, like, "Hi, I have a doggy." What? <laughs> well, I remember when I was uh, really young, my grandma took us on a cruise and we tied notes to balloons and threw them into the ocean. Wow, that is extra that bad. Is... Right? Wow. And it wasn't just me; it was like sixty kids. I remember they all threw the balloons off the back of the. Yo, you killed a lot of seals and shit, dude. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm well, proud of it. No, wow, we I'm really, uh, we really uh, got to got to a dark place there. No, no, but yeah, I just rem- I think back in those days, what did you say, '85? Yeah, you know, it's it's a little little fun adventure thing to do, and we know better now. Exactly. Um. So, so was she fined for littering? It didn't say. Okay, well, that's something we need to address with the curator. Okay, well, um. So, say you're a 150 pound tortoise, Done. and you escape and you escape from home. Okay. Where would you go? Somewhere very slowly. Yep. Missing tortoise recovered after 74 days on the lamb. Damn. <laughs> so on a lamb? A 150-pound tortoise who escaped from a Tennessee home has been returned after 74 days. <laughs> he made it barely an eighth of a mile. Wow. <laughs> poor, poor dude. Though the African sulcata tortoise named Solomon crawled away from his Ashland City enclosure more than two months ago, he was discovered just an eighth of a mile away from home last week. That's so sad. <laughs> Cole said a man and his son spotted Solomon grazing in a valley at a construction site and returned him within minutes. He didn't seem to make it far, but Cole said the true extent of the 15-year-old tortoise's trek remains a mystery. Now, 15 is, I mean, those, I think those things live to be over 100, so yes. 15 like a baby. Yeah, he's a young buck. I guess that we will never f- know the full details of Solomon's great adventure and how he managed to elude us all for so long. Did he have six flags with him? Uh, I wonder what he did for 74 days. Cole told the news outlet, no matter his traveled course or intent, thanks to the gentleman and his son who happened to be driving by at that moment, Solomon is now sa- Solomon is now safely at home, and as such, so much joy has been returned to our family. Cole said Solomon is a beloved pet who has been with their family since birth. The owner said they would pay his rescuers a reward for returning him home. Well, yeah. you know what? I mean, hey, I'm glad he got home safe, and I'm glad I respect the name they picked. Solomon? Yes. Solomon is a good name. At least it wasn't like Leonardo. You know, honestly, I'm being serious. Yeah. They didn't go with like the Ninja Turtles or Solomon. It's fair. Well, wherever Sol- wherever Solomon went in his 74 days, I hope he had a great time. He raced a rabbit. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll make a um maybe they'll make a um uh, like a like a Pixar movie about Solomon 74 days away from home. There you go. I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> no me either. That's very true. All right, so you want to hear something dope? Sure. 
Swiss town co- uh, coated in cocoa powder after factory glitch. Hopefully it's not like an explosion or something. Residents of a Swiss town got a bit of a shock when it started snowing particles of a fine cocoa powder after the ventilation system at a chocolate factory malfunctioned. Okay. That's so dope. The Lint and Sprungli company confirmed local reports Tuesday that there was a minor defect in the cooling ventilation for a line of roasted cocoa nibs in its factory in Olten between Zurich and Basel. The nibs, fragments of crusted cocoa beans, are the basis of chocolate. Combined with strong winds on Friday morning, the power spread around the immediate vicinity of the factory, leaving a fine cocoa dusting. There's a picture. Oh, that's not bad. That's pretty dope. <laughs> I'd have been stoked if I got out and it was, it was raining chocolate <laughs> chocolate flakes. The, the flakes, flakes. The company says one car was lightly coated and that it has offered to pay for any cleaning needed, but has yet been taken up on the offer. Everybody just ate their chocolate. Yeah. Factory production was able to continue as normal, and the company says the particles were completely harmless to people or the environment. The ventilation system has now been repaired. I don't know. I just I feel like if I was having a bad day and I walked outside and I was like, oh, it's snowing chocolate. I feel like that would brighten my spirits. <sighs> You gotta be worried though about the dog. What about if a dog starts looking up the ground? I mean, is that, that is, is that true? That or is, is that an urban legend? There, there are some things that will take a dog out big time, like onions, garlic, and like lentils. Not lentils. I'm sorry. Uh, it's kind of like um, cabbage. I can't think of it right now. Fennel. Fennel. Oh, so, yeah. fennel's gross anyway. Ooh. Well, a woman. Uh, forget. It. I was gonna get off the topic of a woman who killed her dog by feeding it soup. That had everything. She's like, my dog was sick, so I fed it fennel, onions, and garlic soup. And the dog immediately died. Like, that was the most heartbreaking thing I ever What an asshole. Was. She didn't know. She thought her dog was sick and giving a soup would help it. But that's why you need to be knowledgeable. But, but like, if, it was in, if that was in, like, the past ten years, you could verify on the internet. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. It's... Just like this Lint company, they're going to be responsible for... for nah, that's too dark. Dude, they make, good, they make good chocolate. They do. They do. And I hope no dogs were harmed in the, in the vent... Malfunction. I would like a follow-up on this story, please, Huffington Post. Please let us know. Man banned from Tinder for catfishing after posing with photoshopped baby Yoda. Okay. Chicago comedian Carter Hambly took to Twitter to share a conversation he had with a woman he matched with on Tinder about the Yoda doll he was sitting with in his profile. He kind of looks like a dorkier James Franco. Okay, agreed. When it comes to online dating, your profile is the only thing standing between you and the love of your life, so it's important to make a good impression. But one man made the mistake of using a Photoshop picture and was called out by his match for being a, quote, catfish. Carter Hambly uploaded a picture of him with a Star Wars character, Baby Yoda, to his profile in the hopes of attracting fellow fans. But the seemingly obviously Photoshopped image didn't go well with all of his matches. The 21-year-old was asked, where did you get that Yoda doll? What the fuck? Chuffed that the wo- chuffed that the woman truly believed it was a doll. He admitted, "Ha ha, it's just photoshopped." Still confused, the woman hit back, "No, not the photo. I mean the Yoda doll." Carter tried once again to explain that it was a doll, and in a bid to move the conversation along, he asked what kind of film she liked. Oh, here's here's the uh, screen cap. Oh, here's the combo. He says, yeah, it's not a doll, unfortunately. Anyways, what kind of movies do you like besides Star Wars, presumably? And then he put a little smiley face. She said, so you just, her name was Roz, by the way. Okay. So you just put a fake image on your profile? That's literally the definition of catfishing. You're a liar and a sneak, and I'm reporting you. Not letting you fool anyone else with your little tricks. 
Wow. Holy shit. She takes it serious. Yeah, that really, uh... Posting screenshots of the conversation on Twitter, he wrote, God, I hate this app. While many users found the scenario laughable, others were quick to share their own dating foils. One said, OMG, it's okay. I got banned about only wanting a relationship, and I mentioned message Tinder about it, and all that it said was, you violated the terms. Like, what? All because I said I didn't do hookups or friends with benefits. Another added, it's just impossible to date nowadays. After five terrible years attempting to use Tinder and other apps, I'm now preparing to hire a surrogate to carry my child. See, these are all much less, you know, these are all much less uh, silly yes. than the idea of having, like, I was this woman serious? Like, what the fuck? Like, she was probably, she probably really hates her life. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like she's just a uh, curmudgeon. You know, and she just wanted to be mean. Yeah, like, look, that's 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 just a joke picture. Like, oh, that's the picture. Yeah, I'm glad she banned him. Look at that. That is the definition of e. E. No, no I mean, I thought he when I swipe right on him, I thought that he was friends with Yoda, that lying motherfucker. It's just some people just take life too seriously sometimes. You can't let I'm it. guilty of that, you know, sometimes too. Jay, don't take life too seriously. You're not going to get out alive. E! <laughs> uh, here's some more. Um, Fill me in. Hear internet news. shit. <laughs> With a, full stops intimidate young people as they're, quote, too abrupt or angry. Now, when I saw this headline, I thought it was discussing uh, stopping at a stop sign whilst driving. Okay. But it says, experts have found that the correct use of full stops in text messages make young people feel uneasy as it symbolizes that the recipient is annoyed at them rather than simply concluding a message. Oh my god, this is going to be a real issue now in in the new world? A recent study claims that young people are intimidated by full stops used in social media communications as they're interpreted as a sign of anger. Teenagers and those in their early 20s who are known as Generation Z, because they've grown up with phones and technology, tend to send shorter messages with very little punctuation. So when full stops are used in text, younger people often perceive it to be passive-aggressive and a sign of irritation. According to the Telegraph, uh, Leiden University's Dr. Lauren Fonten tweeted, If you send a text message without a full stop, it's already obvious that you've concluded the message. So if you add that additional marker for completion, they will read something into it, and it tends to be a falling intonation or negative tone. A 2015 study from Binghamton University in New York, Binghamton's a cool place, (laughs) that's a different story, involving 126 undergraduates, found that texts ending with a full stop were perceived as insincere, whereas messages ending with exclamation points are considered more heartfelt. So you have to pretend to be, like, super excited, even when you're not, I guess. Uh, research leader Celia Klin, a lot of people are researching this apparently, explained that when talking in person, it's much easier to convey emotion by using facial expressions, changing your tone of voice, and eye contact. No, duh. Yeah, this I mean. a fucking study? <laughs> are you fucking serious? Where the fuck were these people when AOL was at? You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got mail, you know? Fuck this fucking study and the money that is wasted on this bullshit. There could have been a whole study about what the best type of away message would have been. Exactly. <laughs> Make sure you put this in your profile when they search you, and 
they'll respect you more when they add you. Shoe the, size forty five. The voice was the voice was too forceful and be like, You've got mail? You can't yeah. be you've got mail. It's yeah. be, you've got mail? Um you might have something, just a heads up. But don't don't you know, don't don't uh don't don't check it if you don't feel like it. Right. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> that is fucking ridiculous. So yeah, that that goes on for a couple more paragraphs, but you get the idea. Right. Um, so, you know what's funny is I actually do occasionally find myself, um, like, not ending a text message with, um, with punctuation. I don't know why. I don't think it's, like, I don't think it's in an, in an attempt to not be forceful. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is more interesting than I think. I, I don't know. It's just an important. Sometimes I, sometimes I punctuate my whole text message except for the last sentence, and I don't even notice I'm doing it. Ah. You never do that? No. I, I usually end with an exclamation point on everything. What's up? Exclamation point. What do you want for dinner? Exclamation well, point. Well, see, that, that's... Not even a, a question mark. Well, according to the study, that's more palatable, so you're doing good. Well, so sometimes well, sometimes I just write whatever, like, hey, nothing. You know what I mean? Hey, now. Hey, now. So should they take that as yelling? If you just say hey with no punctuation whatsoever? It's stern. I, no. I think no punctuation is good. I think the period is no good. Oh. I think. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Well, this is a waste. This is a waste of uh, college money and are you, money in general. Are you ready to go back to Florida? Let's go. Uh, I, I generally don't have much use for BuzzFeed. Okay. But this headline is the 50 craziest things that have happened in Florida in 2020 so far. So okay. I figured we could check this out real quick. Let's go. Uh, Florida man accused of threatening grocery store with axe after being told to wear a mask. Uh, we can check that guy out. Yep. Yep. Looks like he's the one that would have done that. Florida woman arrested for threatening to get McDonald's sauce, quote, by any means necessary. Usually they'll just give you some extra ones if you pay 50 cents. Yeah, I think it's 50 cents per, though, isn't it? I believe okay. so. Bleach so, blonde hair. So pay to evil looking right. So pay two bucks and get yourself a few sweet and sours. Yes. Not a big deal. Um, Florida girl put help get me out of here sign on window because she was struggling with homework. St. Pete St. Pete man donned blonde wig to commit mur- to commit burglary. It didn't work. Florida man hangs giant roll of toilet paper in front yard. There's a picture of that. Okay. Um, Why? I mean, they just there's just events that. Have I mean, there's a link to all these if oh, you really, you, if really want to get into I any of them. Like, if if you're dying to know, like the, the you know the the long version of any of these, let uh, me know. Ten uh, Dis- Man caught camping on Disney's Discovery. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, the guy was camping at one of the Disney resorts, and he called it a tropical paradise. Okay. Um, blowing a hair dryer up your nose won't kill coronavirus, despite what a Florida commissioner said. Yikes. Uh, Florida woman texted 911 asking for advice on how to file for divorce, police say. Um, Florida woman placed 400 pamphlets, porn-filled Easter eggs in strangers' mailboxes. Disturbing. That's her. Okay. Yeah. Um, Narcotics found in package labeled bag full of drugs during traffic stop in Florida. (laughs) That's a very literal label. (laughs) A uh, Florida woman is selling a chicken tender shaped like a manatee for $5,000. Okay, any buyers yet? Does that look like a manatee? Yeah, I see it. Face over here, and those okay. are the, the... You bought it. <laughs> I ate it. Um, WWE was declared essential in the, mid of, in the midst of the pandemic. Right, and they, they did they did go through with it, but there was no one available. There was no one attended. They didn't do any attendance, yeah. Right, yeah. 
Uh, at a yoga retreat in Bali, there was no coronavirus. She came back home to reality with no toilet paper. So the Florida, this Florida woman was the last to know about the coronavirus. Um, the Florida man who really wanted his Burger King. I'll kill anybody in here. Man pulls gun in Bradenton Burger King drive through cops say. Um, the Florida woman who only needed a Band-Aid. Woman with bullet in her head, given Band-Aid, released from hospital. Probably cost her $4,000, too. Seriously. Central Florida woman withdrawing part of coronavirus stimulus payment finds $8.5 million in bank account. Now, is this the woman that went out and bought the car as well? I know that was a guy who actually did that. I know that some people had that issue, and then they just returned the money. Um, I don't know. Let's click on this one real quick. Okay. Uh, Diana Lagoli sent in a, a picture, a, a photo of her latest ATM receipt to only Fox 35 News. She said that was blah, blah, blah. I laughed and told our son, look, your parents are millionaires. However, the $8.5 million was not actually in the account when she checked with the bank. Apparently, this was not the first time this happened to her either. On Monday, after withdrawing funds from an ATM, the account's balance was at $3.5 million. Again, the money was actually there. I'd raise hell with the bank. I'd be like, yo, you told me I had $8 million. Give me that shit. Uh, a similar incident happened to a man in Indiana. Reports said that after withdrawing money from his account, his remaining balance indicated was $8.2 million. However, by the time he called his bank to tell them the news, it was gone. Uh, uh, son of a bitch. Well, there was one guy who did it and went out and bought a Lamborghini and did all that kind of crap as well. That's awesome. <laughs> no, because I think he's going to jail for doing all that. Uh, the Gr- You remember this guy, the Grim Reaper, that was walking up and down Florida uh, beaches when no. they first opened up? Uh, this guy uh, delivered toilet paper in Florida to his neighbors using a drone. Okay, that was nice of him. Uh, this is a, a guy that hopped a uh, curb and parked his car in front of, uh, on top of other cars. Yowzers. Okay. Uh, um, the Florida man with the wrong idea for getting out of an arrest. I hope you catch Corona. Florida man arrested after coughing on deputies, threatening to kill mother. Uh, man catches 33-inch fish off Florida coast using Publix fried chicken as bait. Oh. Uh, Florida man accused of coughing on store workers says social distancing out of hand. Florida woman who's still arrested after assaulting boyfriend with candy cane during argument in April. I think that's the strangest part of that one. Um, the Florida man uh, arrested after allegedly performing botched castration surgery. On himself? Uh, I don't know. You want to look? Um, uh, do I? No, not really. Check him. Okay. Check him out. Yeah. Looks like Richard Dreyfus. Seventy-four-year-old Gary Van Riswick. Dreyfus. Gary Van Dreyfus. This one is a little, let's say, sensitive. Highland County Sheriff's Department said, "You, oh God, you can even say it's kind of nuts." All right, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Is that is that it for the news? You want to skip no, the? No, I'm saying we could we could drop out of that. Uh, all right, fair enough. Um, the father, Florida father and son, selling toxic bleach as a coronavirus virus cure. Heard about that? Um, three <laughs> three guys set up a table in in the middle of traffic and played Uno in a traffic jam. Oh my gosh! Um, TikTok it, probably right. Probably. Yeah. After Trump's remarks, Floridians ask poison control if drinking disinfectant is safe. Of course, uh-huh. Florida woman spits chewed food into fruit bins, laughs when questioned about COVID-19. 74-year-old arrested after pointing gun at group of golfers. Uh, oh thief hid face with underwear while stealing Walmart electronics. Uh, South Florida drag queen goes viral after passing out during live show, raises hundreds. 
Uh, Florida father and daughter who got hit in the head with a bat after trying to get people to socially distance. No joke, man. Like, I know yeah. we try to be funny, but I, it sucks. Like, if people aren't doing what they're... Look at that cop over there. Yeah, uh, he's been over there for a while. Uh, got hit in the head with a bat after trying to... Seriously, uh, if somebody's not wearing a mask, just just leave it alone, man. Yeah. It's not fucking worth it. Um, yeah, Watts... Hold on, sorry for interrupting. Watts and I went to the Berlin Farmer's Market, and we were walking down, and they have... The directions of each road to be going certain ways. You know? Right in that supermarket. And so Watts and I were abiding by it, you know, and then you get the people walking towards you, not wearing a mask and stuff like that. So I told Watts, I said, if someone is walking up towards me, I'm not moving. And I was like, I know I sound like a jerk right now. So the first person walking down, I was like, this guy is going to run right into me. And he ran right into me. And I was just like, I looked at him and he was like, I am so sorry. And I looked at her, I was like, Okay, I'm not gonna do that anymore because yeah. now I feel bad, <laughs> you know. But she was just like, maybe we should leave if you're gonna start running into people. I was <laughs> like, I was like, you know what, Watts, you're absolutely right. I was just getting a little too worked up. See? I was like, I'm done. So, Watts has your back, man. She do, she does, and you know what? And the rest of the time, we just looked at each other every time someone walked by, but we didn't engage. We didn't say anything to them. And I even thought that I said, people who have issues with social distancing, with masks, and obeying the rules during this coronavirus scare. That is not a place for you to go because people. Yeah. It seems like people want to engage. Yeah, like, it's, it's oh, like, hey, I'm not wearing a mask, blah blah. You know. Yeah, it's but, like an angry thing. Right, yeah, exactly. absolutely. But see, I felt that way the other way. So. Yeah. But you know, she calmed me down. You should have grounded got, me. She put me in my room. Said no video game. Dude, you should have gotten all fucking South Park with him. What? What are you gonna do, huh? Thought this was America. No, no, I'm not doing anything like that. He wasn't paying attention. He walked right into me. I was like, usually I'd be like, whoa, excuse me. But he was walking towards me. I was like, all right, if he's going to walk into me, then he's going to walk into me. Um, Florida man who got angry at some dirt bikers and took matters into his own hands. Florida man shoots AR-15 at dirt bikers who were, quote, tormenting the neighborhood. Uh, Florida man arrested after spraying substance labeled COVID-19. Charges dropped. Kind of looks like Lars from Ranson. Okay. Um... The Florida woman who was really enthusiastic about buying toilet paper. Florida woman yells, Go Donald Trump, after buying out stores of toilet paper. Uh, an influencer filmed herself licking a plain toilet seat for clout on TikTok as part of a coronavirus challenge. Yeah. That's disgusting. Good job. There's, there's a picture. Good job. Is it her own toilet? No, it's on an airplane. Oh, dear God. Yeah, that's just awful. Uh, naked man, sprinklers, fire alarms, and power outages mark weird primary in Leon County. Florida sheriff orders deputies not to wear masks, ban civilians and masks from office. I read oh about that. God. That pissed me off. All right, yeah. Uh, people, uh, small alligator keeps residents trapped inside Southwest Florida elevator. That's terrible. Uh, Florida man once bitten by alligator is chomped by eight foot shark while on vacation. Damn. Holy so once shit. Once bitten, twice shy, babe. No. <laughs> That is that is my, by my, 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 my you know who sings that right? <laughs> Great White. Yep. Played, you could have seen him at Sturgis a couple of weeks ago. Florida man accused of firing shots inside Miami Beach hotel lobby over social distancing. A lot of these. Florida man driving with candle sets car on with candle sets car on fire. Oh my gosh. Florida man spears blood on window doors of storefronts. Women in Central Florida Walmart calls mask wearers cult members after being asked to leave. Uh, Florida man misting the streets with hydrogen peroxide to combat COVID-19. Tampa man quarantined alone with hundreds of parrots, but says it wasn't by choice. 
Um, Man man calls cops after hamburger with mayo left at his door. Mint says he didn't order the burger. Folks, if you live in Florida... No, no, wow, no. If you're aware of any of these stories and you know any of these people personally, please write in. Not NordicPod at gmail.com. Sorry, old habits die hard. Ignore that. Um... Uh, woman sued for paternity test on goats. I think we did. I think I did that story one week. <laughs> um, man with machete tattoo on face accused of machete attack. Mm. Oh my gosh! Finally, Florida man loses prosthetic leg surfing, but teen finds and returns it. Oh, that was nice. Of him. Yeah, that's we we end with a semi-positive one. I like it. Yes. Uh, and finally, I was going to bring up. Have you seen? Um, Reboot of Batman that comes out next summer. The Batman, the uh, the first trailer came out. No, who's doing the movie? Who's doing it? Uh, it's directed by a guy named Matt Reeves. Okay. Uh, well, you want to pull it up on your phone? Maybe we'll do a little. I'd sure. Li- I'd like to do a a little side by side. Alive. Yeah, if I see what you think of it. You said it. Uh, no, I didn't. You just. Fair enough. This is this I'm is all, this is on the fly on here. The fly. Zip. I'll tell you, it's funny. Um, just even like. Being at a point where I mean I'm just so into movies like even just being at a point where there was a trailer for like a, it's called the Batman yeah uh, even just being at the point where there was a trailer for a new movie to review got me really fucking excited. I think we were discussing this because you said that Robert Patterson is going to Pattinson, Pattinson yeah, yeah is going to be playing the role and yeah you're like you know what I'm going to give it a try dude he looks good in it you'll have to maybe maybe uh, everybody can enjoy the audio while we're in, while we're checking okay. it out I Let's don't know. Here we go, I'd, li- I'd like to know your thoughts. Here we go. It shows a lot for a movie that's com- not coming out for another year. Here is the Batman trailer by DC. Okay, hold on. Let's pull it away. That's what she said. Okay. Watch this trailer with us, folks. From your secret friend. Pause the podcast. Who is this? Uh, it would take some time, but I could figure it out. Let's play a game. Just me and you. Any of this mean anything to you? Is it Tom Petty? Sounds think. like Tom Petty. It is Nirvana. I thought it was Nirvana. Okay. I guess we should discuss what's going on. I really can't. It's so dark. Batman's gonna beat the fuck out of the guy in a minute, which is pretty cool. It's a very dark film. It's hard to see what's going on. A lot of gunfire. Yeah, it looks like it's a real gritty, gritty Batman flick. Now, who's that character supposed to be? Okay. Dude, he fucked that dude up. Damn. All right. Vengeance. Okay. So that's a Batmobile. Kind of looks like a souped-up muscle car, kind of. Right. Pretty impressed. Very dark, though. Like, yeah. I'm saying, like, filter-wise.
Look, so I really, you know what I really like there? Huh. They never acknowledged that Batman would have to wear black makeup around his eyes underneath the cowl. I like huh. that they're fun. Like, there's a scene at the end of, um, at the end of Batman Returns when Keaton takes his mask off. All of a sudden, he just magically has no black around his oh, eyes. Okay, I got you. I like that they're acknowledging that. So the the villains are the Penguin and the Riddler. Oh, is uh, that guy supposed to be the Riddler, the guy with the glasses? I don't know if that was him or not, because the Riddler's played by Paul Dano, who was in a bunch of movies, and uh, somebody found it, and somebody screen-capped, somebody really went over it with a fine-tooth comb, because Colin Farrell's playing the Penguin, and uh, someone screen-capped what they believe to be Colin Farrell wearing quite a bit of prosthetic makeup. Okay, so he's, we're going Penguin like Batman from the 60s, kind of? Pen- no, I think it's almost like gangster penguin. Oh, okay. Like kind of like uh, I don't know if you watch the Gotham show, maybe no, a little, maybe a little bit it. like that. And then Zoe Kravitz is playing Catwoman. I don't know how they're gonna fit all this shit into one movie. Mm. But uh, I was very much of the school as like, yo, those ba- those Christian Bale things were so good. Like maybe give it a break for a little while. But uh, I like that trailer enough that I'm interested. Matt Reeves, the director, in case you were interested, um, started with. Um, he directed uh, a movie called The Paul Bearer, which is very strange, with uh, David Schwimmer and Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Then years later, he did Cloverfield. He did Let Me In, which was the English remake of Let the White Right One In, the the vampire movie. Okay. Yeah, I never saw it. And then he did the second two of the uh, the most recent Planet of the Apes trilogy. Oh. Dawn, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War for the Planet of the Apes. I, which I didn't see. I haven't seen any of them. Those are dope movies, man. I, I, I recommend them. Nice. And the Batman star, Batman comes out October 1st of next year, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz as the bad, uh, Catwoman, Paul Dano as the Riddler, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, uh, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone, Andy Serkis as Alfred, Colin Farrell as uh, Penguin. So, there you go. Pretty good cast, I think. Yeah, I would. I would like to see that. Honestly, it looks really good. Yeah. So, uh, well, well, do do you want to see the new Batman, folks? Right. Uh, not Nordic Pod at, at gmail.com. Have you seen the new Bill and Ted movie? I need to see that. Yeah. Let's let's talk movies right in. Uh, with that, uh, we're gonna take a quick break and come back and do something. Probably don't we have some. TJ time. Oh shit! Yeah, we're skip. So, pardon me. It's let's let's do that correct. It's TJ time. TJ time is here again. He's got something to say. It could be what he had for lunch or the music that he's listening to today. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Next stop, TJ Time. Do you wanna 
Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to everyone's favorite segment on the We're Not Nordic podcast, TJ Time. TJ, one of our original listeners, began to send us a very uh, stream of consciousness uh, Instagram messages, and uh, we decided to give him his own segment on the show, and he delivers with that uh, good content that only TJ can deliver. Um, and if you want to follow TJ and uh, see his wisdom, he's a very gifted artist. Yes, um, he I can agree. he can be found on Instagram at Tony Touchdown, Touchdown, and I'm sure he'd appreciate the follow. Um, okay, so. As we last left off, what was TJ doing when we last left off? He went to the drive-in. Right. He had some food. And he, he, sent, a, he sent a transmission to the one-arm scissor. <laughs> Get away. Get away! Yeah. Uh, okay, so here we go. Yo, yo, yo. Figured since you missed me so much, and we did, I would pipe in a couple more updates throughout the week. Nice. Pretty, ch- pretty chill day. Had the rest of that chicken salad for lunch today. Went down to Lowe's after work and saw my fave car in South Philly. It's some kind of souped-up station wagon airbrushed in the Joker fan art. Now, if you can get a picture of that, I would love to see a picture. Please. Uh, the side-view mirrors are sculpted and painted to look like the face of the Joker, too. I wonder what the inside looks like. I would love to see that if you can snap a shot. It's got to be purple and green. We could put it, it We could put it on the uh, Instagram for, uh, for not Nordic if anyone's interested. Hmm. Anyway, got steak and beet salad on the menu tonight. Damn, Dwight. Uh, really excited for tomorrow as it's Friday. Usually listen to Guns N' Roses on Fridays at work. That helped, That helps the day go by faster. No real plans, plans so far, but I'll pipe in after work. Thursday, out. All right, so what, what I want to know is what, what GNR? Are we doing Appetite? Are we doing Use Your Illusion? Tell me, tell us more. And I got a question too. He's talking steak and beets. Are we talking hot beets or yeah. cold beets? I've never had beets in a form that I enjoyed. I would like, I would like to be proven wrong that beets are that beets are good. Beets and mashed potatoes. It'll blow your mind. You're well, welcome. like, well, like, like mashed together. Well, no, you just you can well, you can chop up the beets and put them in the mashed potatoes. Something about because beets taste like dirt. Yeah, they really do. So, but when you make them with the mashed potatoes, you're in another world. Like, uh, world like of, Dwayne Wayne. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a different world. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah. Um, Love that. All right, here we go. Here's another one. <laughs> Didn't really do shit all weekend. Today's Sunday. Got some garlic hot wings from Nick's Charcoal Pit. Dude, Nick's Charcoal Pit. Have we discussed Nick's Charcoal Pit? We have not. That is the best place in the whole fucking world. Debatable, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> that, literally, that was a few blocks from where I lived in South Philly, and they knew my name in that place. I was in there so much. Nice. Uh, in case anybody's listening and is in South Philly, I'm going to give a couple quick recommendations. Besides the wings and the ribs, uh, the Nick's Special, which is a sliced filet steak, um, melted cheese, and uh, garlic spinach on a long roll. Uh, there's also the Country Chicken, which is pieces of grilled chicken, um, cheese, uh, honey mustard, and bacon. Okay, and yeah. if anyone is vegan or vegetarian... Go somewhere else. Go to Blackbird right off of South Street and get the Balboa Slice. It's excellent. Yeah, don't go to Nick's. Um, <laughs> watch Total Recall. Great movie. Original? It, I, I would hope I would hope TJ's is not good. Although, it, didn't he say he liked the Point Break remake and that, uh, that playlist he did? So who knows? Oh, maybe, let's, let's see. Yeah, maybe, let's see. maybe it is the remake. Took a nap. I'm tired as hell. I might just go back to sleep. Who knows? 
Yeah, that's actually all I got for now. I'm so sleepy. Okay, talk to you later. And then Monday, TJ's back in the mix and said, Waza! Happy Monday, my freaks. Basically slept all day yesterday. But I did watch this movie called The Hunt. I saw that. That's actually the last movie I saw in the theater, in the before times. Really? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, it's supposed to be like a social set. Like TJ said, it's kind of like surviving the game. Uh, he said, not bad, pretty funny and entertaining. Are you all ready to take this week down? Let's friggin' go. I hope I see some funny shit walking to work today. Maybe a bird eating a piece of pizza or a couple two-tree french fries or something like that. Uh, if not, that's okay. I've seen that before and just the memory makes me laugh. You know what they say on a Monday morning, boys? Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. I take mine with just a little cream, not even a full cup these days. What's for lunch? Who fucking knows? Okay, that's it for my morning report, y'all. Swerve the yonk. We got this, fam. And you want to put on TJ's first uh, song for a little bit to you go along? It. This is TJ's Monday morning jam. Swerve the yonk. Definitely t-shirts need to be made. This is a good Monday jam, now that I think about it. You think I could pull off the style Edgar Winters rocking in that picture? Yes. Dude, this is a pretty killer song. Definitely motivating. The wrong land. I want to take a free ride. Good choice, TJ. Yes. Um. All right. So. Tuesday. Good morning. Happy Motley Tuesday. Snagging on a little toasty-ass piece of rye with some butter before I head out for work. Had a nice skate last night. Little chicken burrito action afterwards. Yeah. Burrito was banging. Giving it 23 out of 23 coffee spoons and one T.S. Elliott. Okay, (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's go. Time to cruise through Tuesday. And then uh, yesterday, uh, later on on Tuesday, he sent us another tune uh, by the almighty King Diamond. Yes, he did. I'm pulling it up as we speak. By the way, this was a week ago yesterday. And, you know. Nice. Because <laughs> we're, we're recording this on September 2nd. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Leave it to TJ to go with the one King Diamond song that didn't have riffs in it. Might, might get riff heavy later. It sounds like Yes or something. <laughs> okay. Shorten your intro, King Diamond. Oh. Wait, oh shit. Oh, Oh, here we go. There it is. Told you. There it is. Okay. Yeah. That is the King Diamond I know and love. All right. So. (laughs) Dude, he's so good. Here in the background. Goddamn, big shout out to Power Trip. 
Shit was legendary. Used to roll up to my old job, hung over a shit for a day of painting cabinets in the most jacked up spray room, take a big rip and hotbox myself inside my respirator and blast nightmare logic. It was so sick. It made me feel like what it could have been like to listen to Metallica in the 80s. We'd go to L Bar after work and put that shit right on the jukebox. It was on most touch tones jukeboxes, so you could put it on anywhere. I'll have to keep that in mind. I might have to blast that at a bar when bars exist again. Last time I saw them was at Union Transfer. Rolled up, raged, got some sweatpants, and had a great time with the homies. Nice. So wait, Power Trip had like Power Trip branded sweatpants? Yeah. Let's, a lot of bands started doing that. That's pretty sick. Marketing themselves with everything. Dude, I am I am in favor of anything with an elastic waistband. <laughs> Stop. Let's always remember to rock out, y'all, because that's actually some important ass shit. God, God damn it, TJ, you're so right. He is. About to skull fuck Wednesday, that's for damn sure. Well, that's graphic. Took, took Friday and Monday off for a long weekend. Can't wait to be out of this week. Agreed. Uh, and then we got got a special lunch report today. Thank God. I've recently been sampling the flavors of what I have called I'm called the fringe menu at my local bodega. Oh, I love where this is going. Basically, just some weird hot items that get overlooked on the traditional cold deli menu. Dude, he's a pioneer. Mind you, this place is definitely more bodega than deli, so I was a little skeptical at first. Last week, I tried uh, the cup of soup and grilled cheese. Chicken noodle was basically like a canned soup, salty as fuck, but fucking dece. Grilled cheese was great. Nothing special about it, but the kind of grilled cheese you would make for a snack at home. Yeah, grilled cheese doesn't have to be flashy to be delicious. No, not at all. Yesterday, I moved along to the chicken quesadilla. Also very pleased with that. Same thing like the grilled cheese. Felt like I would make it myself the same quesadilla as a midnight snack. I make a mean quesadilla, Jay. I don't know if I ever told you that. Well, I need to try one, so you need to make it for me next I'll, time. I will, I will hook you up, dude. I make, them on, I make them on the Foreman grill. Okay. I fucking... I, uh, I, 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 Let's I, hear the rest. Go, yeah. Give me that rest. Uh... <laughs> uh, you you cube the chicken. Okay. I, I put it in some sriracha and then and then pan fry it. Okay. And then you uh, you fucking you throw that in the in the tor- in the uh, the what do you call it the tortilla or whatever. Right. But you got you you need to do the five cheese mix. Okay. And whatever else you're into in there, you want a, you want a little peps, you want a little you want a little onion on you know right. it's you you sweeten it up from there and then I do sour cream on the side. Oh yes, you have to. Um. All right. So. Uh, it even came with sour cream and salsa. I was very pleased. Uh, today I tried to get a cheesesteak, but homie said they don't do them anymore. Little bummed about that, so I got a meatball sandwich. It was, like, basically the same as a Wawa meatball. Damn. Sorry, Poppy shut you down on the cheesesteak, man. All in all, I'm really excited to continue my flavor quest on the dusty forgotten menu at Food Point on Broad. Yeah, you gotta, uh, you gotta keep us updated on that. Please do. Got a Dr. Pep, too. Needed a soda today. Oh yeah, has the, had this thought the other day, and dude, this is this is a thought that I uh, this is a thought that I have had. Okay, um, let's hear it. What's up with five being the standard order for mozzarella sticks? Like, just give me six or four, or just fucking the option to buy a Lucy for an extra fifty cents or mm. something. What do you think? Well, I know some places we go to they give you six. A place in like Hamilton, New Jersey. Really? They, they give you a six spot. Wow, that's fucking. Uh, that's against all authority, right there. <laughs> e, hopeless records. Um, no, you know what? You know what? I'm, I didn't understand more so than that is why are they so expensive? Because you know they all get like the same bulk bags and just right. throw them in the fryer. Like, why is it five fifty for five mozzarella sticks at and any point? What place? about the mozzarella sticks you get where the cheese is melted out and you just get a breadcrumb tube? That pisses me off. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know who did that? So there's this place in Summers Point, Amici. 
Um, Don't they, you dare talk trash. Michi's got no, the best no, large pizza pie. No, dude, they, they, dude, they make their mozzarella sticks in house. They literally okay. like slice off hunks of mozzarella and hand bread them, okay. and they're fucking delicious. But the problem is because they're like real, you're rolling the dice. Sometimes you get a totally empty one. Mm. But uh, yeah, no. The, the, actually, there were a couple of times when I was working in Linwood. I know this is very localized, so I apologize yes, to Linwood, everybody. New Jersey. Uh, when I was working in Linwood, that a couple times I got just an order of mozzarella sticks from Amici's for lunch. Yeah, they're uh, if you want a if you want a good pizza pie, meatball. They're meatball pizza pie. Meatballs are made in house. Meatball pizza yeah. pie. It's eleven dollars, TJ, for a large, for if, a large. Pizza with meatballs, homemade. If you ever find yourself or if you ever find yourself down this way, TJ said he wanted to come surfing with me sometime. So if you, if you come down, we'll we'll go yonk on a pie, bro. That's yeah. uh, that's that's my standing invite to you. Couch surfing, that is. Zane. E. <laughs> Riding the waves, dude. Shred shredding the gnar. Yeah, the waves, lays waves. I <laughs> I did try the carnitas flavor. How were they? I was not impressed. Really? Yeah. Um, all right. So I, I guess that's it for TJ time. All and right. We will be thank back you, with. TJ. Yeah. Thank you, TJ. Really excellent content. We really appreciate. We, <laughs> we, re- we, we enjoy. We 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 like we like your uh, your 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 views on life, and I want to know more about this bodega menu. <laughs> well, what else is Poppy gonna cook for you in the coming weeks? Keep us posted. Later. The world said it sucked, but we don't agree. Cause we're not down with mob mentality. So here we are to give an honest review to you. It may not be at the top of our list. And watching or listening might make us pissed. But that's the job that we've agreed to do. So sit back, here's a punch it back Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the final segment of the evening on the We're Not Nordic Podcast. Reach us anytime via email at we're not Nordic. Uh, shit, not Nordic pod at gmail. Listen to me trying to be all fucking announcerish and messing it up. Uh, add us on Instagram. Follow us at not Nordic Pod. Facebook.com slash not Nordic Pod for all your not Nordic Pod needs. Uh, should we, we should we get should we get shirts made? So that say yonked or something Swerve on the, the yonk. Swerving the yonk. And we'll even cut TJ in on the uh <laughs> the the profs. Yes, definitely. Uh so uh we're gonna talk we're gonna talk punching bags now. Punching bags is our segment wherein we draw um random uh movies and music that we put into these bags uh that uh are not well liked uh by either uh, critics or the general public or both, and we do a re-examining of them and decide whether uh, they, this uh, is fair and uh, whether they're actually good or not. And, and not we don't come upon a lot of shit that's actually good, but it happens occasionally. Yeah. So uh, this week, I think we'll because of the fact that I'm not gonna lie, I don't have a lot to say about it. We're gonna start with this week's album, which is from 1993. It's Patra. Uh, the Jamaican reggae dancehall singer, uh, Queen of the Pack, her debut full-length album. Correct. Um, so this was uh, put in the bag by UJ, so yes. tell tell me why. I remember this song. I remember, I thought she was always saying 10 furry lungs. But she wasn't. She was saying uh, 10 furlongs, which is... Uh, Eddie Furlong? No, it's uh, yeah, like horse racing. Fur- furloughs. Uh, furlongs. Is it furlongs? Yeah, I believe it's furlongs. Oh, huh. huh, interesting. Uh, of the pack. Yeah, so she she sang the song and it was uh, I need a worker man 
who can, who can go, who can, you know, can walk 10 furlongs, you know, so it's, what, what is a furlong? Hold on, let me see. So I keep talking. Go ahead. You, 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 you discuss why I looked this up. Um, I mean, it's a measure, uh, it's an, uh, a furlong is 660 feet. An eighth, an eighth of a mile, 220 yards. Yeah. So she needs a man who can work. Walk ten furlongs. So is that is that like slang for she needs a, she needs a man who can smash real good or no? The song is called Worker Man. So she wants a she wants a guy who can work. It doesn't matter about anything. It's just that he, he, I you thought know. it was like you can work in the sack. No, that is sure. also in there. But I think the Worker Man ten furlongs part is just about someone who actually is a worker. Okay. You know, but uh, that song was on MTV, and I just I remember. It was a Jamaican singer, and it was a woman, and I could never figure out what it was. Ten furlongs, ten furry lungs. That's what I thought she was saying, so I did some research, and I found it. I just want to listen to the whole album. Well, Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. It's, 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 um, there's a hit. <laughs> you think? I think so. I think the Worker Man song was a hit. I It floated by me in a totally indistinguishable cloud of just... The, the 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 beat is the same exact beat through the entire almost mostly every song. Right. Yeah, it's like and most of, a few of those songs had hooks, but most of them don't. No, and the hooks are just repeated constantly. I yeah. started to realize towards like the fourth or fifth song, they just started fading her out. They didn't end the song anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Every song was faded out, her singing the same exact lines over and over again. Yeah, it very much, like, more so than a lot of albums, just comes off as, like, an hour-long, like, wall of music, more right. so than, like, distinctive songs. Yeah, but I also think that that's the style of music that she performs, you know, the stuff that they just play where they just dance to. I sure, got... you have to, um... I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. You have to, um... Like picture like that music is made for like when you're in the club and like you all all you, all you can hear is the boom 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 right. but like the, the the specifics of the music beyond that don't really matter as long as it gets the asses shaking if you will. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a there's a guy who's a dance hall singer. His name's Yellow Man, and I really enjoy a lot of his music. And he sing, but he sings the same kind of same kind of stuff, and he has a live album. And he has a song called Love It. TJ, you gotta check it out. This is a TJ wreck? This is a TJ wreck for you. And he also has a song where he just sings about Grace Jamaican Ketchup. Okay. And that's called Mad Over Me. So, TJ, what? I'm giving you two songs to check out. A specific, he's, so he's just singing about a specific sort of ketchup? Uh, Mad Over Me is about the ketchup. And Love It off the live Yellow Man album from 2012. It's called Love It. Give Me Some pussy sure okay sure so, i apologize for the derogatory term for a lady's nether region but that is what the song is called so i'm just repeating it's, what it's called it's actually pussy oh damn it <laughs> so patra i'm going to play the song that was the hit that was on mtv i'm just going to play the chorus so you can know what i'm talking about Ooh. See, this song does not have the reggaeton not really. dance hall beat. This is like the hit. It's a little it smoother. But you hear this and it's like, okay. All right. I want to conduct a little experiment and figure out how, like, veiled sexual these lyrics actually are. Okay. i got to find a guy who can solve them. 
And here we go. Here's where she breaks it down. Four. Oh, shit. Okay, and then that's... Yeah, then the rest of those lyrics, I feel, are very sexual after yeah. that. Me want, a, me want a man when him a work, I'm just a sweat. Work pon me body like I'm ready about jet. Tell the man uh, when me love uh, him me... Uh, this feels really offensive, reading this. Well, the, well that's the way the lyrics are written. Uh, him me have fee get work me body. Him right, so- a work to the deet. Yup, a 50-minute man. Yup, better start fret. Call ya a cry. Well, I I understand what some of that is supposed to mean. So what what are the lyrics for the for the chorus? The ten furlongs one. All right, let's see. Let's go here. up. Let's check that out. Oh, uh, man is not a man if him a no worker man. Right. Man is not a man if he can't go ten furlong. Thank you. Man so is not that a man. Is not sexual. If him a no work me want a man me can tongue pawn me long. Tongue palm me long is fine, but I'm talking about the the, the initial ten furlongs. Is I think about, ten for I think ten furlongs is a reference to, a reference to stamina in the sack, man. Really? I do. I really think that she really wants a worker man. It could be. It could be. I mean, I, she doesn't want some pencil pushing geek. You know what I'm saying? She wants gotta, a guy who's out in the field. She wants be, a guy who's out in the streets. Who's you got to be handy with the steel. Earn your keep. Right. Exactly. Regulators. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What 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 do you think, audience? Not NordicPod at gmail dot com. Is this a fully sexy song or just like seventy five percent sexy? Yeah, I think I think seventy five percent sexy. I'll say that. That's the way I feel. I think I think it's I think it's a sex jam, man. One hundred percent sex jam. Yeah. <laughs> and she, uh, and one song she also has a uh, someone singing with her who I honestly think I think she does a great job rapping. She's from who's that? Yo Yo. Yeah, Yo Yo. She's from the West Coast. And and this is how every other song on the album is like this, folks. Watch this. My baby, I'm gonna long. I'm on a romantic talk. Hello, mommy. Can I speak to Bobby? All right, let me fast forward a little bit. Yeah, you wanna go get some ox now? So who's Yo-Yo? You want to look Yo-Yo up real quick? Yeah, uh, I'm on it. It's Yo-Yo, right? Not Yo-Yo Ma. Right. Big, big fan of that style of flow, personally. What do you feel? Yeah, well, it's very 90s. Yes. Um... Yo-Yo is a Grammy-nominated American hip-hop artist, actress, and entrepreneur. Most uh, Much of Yo-Yo's music advocates for female empowerment and denouncing the frequent sexism and misogyny in hip-hop music. Yo-Yo is the prodigy of gangster rapper Ice Cube. Yo-Yo dubbed her crew the IBWC, or the Intelligent Black Women's Coalition. Okay, wow. That's fire. I'm into it. Did she release any albums, like any full lengths of herself? Yeah. This, uh, oh, snap. Their debut was "Make Way for the Mother Load" in 1991. She had a uh, number one. Uh, she had uh, three uh, three number one singles on the rap charts. Damn! You can't play with my yo-yo, the Bonnie and Clyde theme featuring Ice Cube, and I be in with my crew in. Okay. 
Yeah, she, uh, wow, she had, so she had one, two, uh, not on the, not on the main charts, but she had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven top 20 hits on the U.S. rap charts. Holy, wow. So, yeah, she had, she was doing her thing in the early 90s. Nice, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, good for, shout out to Yo-Yo. Shout out to Yo-Yo. If you're listening, Yo-Yo, shout out to you. Uh, Patra, slight shout out. Slight shout out. Yeah. Patrick, Patrick gets a two. Two, two Viking broadswords. Two Viking broadswords. You know what? I'm glad I found it, you know, because it's something, you know, the songs that you hit when you're when you're young and you, it finally snaps back. You're like, what the hell was that song? Oh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> sorry, give your rating. Oh, my, my, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a, um, poof. I'm gonna give it a four. Four diamond encrusted battle axes. Uh, well, I meant I meant to mention um, Ren- when we were discussing Renaissance Man last week. It really. Uh, do you remember the the song from the opening credits? Yes. Uh, US three. Trick. Trick. Fantasia. Trick the Fantasia. Yes. Uh, that immediately dated that movie to the early nineties. Yo, I, and I'm I definitely had, putting that in the bag. I had that written down, and I was gonna talk about it because that song is good. Yeah, diggy, it is. Diggy bop. No, it totally is. Diggy, diggy, bop. Yeah, that will be going in the bag. Okay, I'm down. I'm excited about that. That's the thing. All right, so unfortunately, next we have to talk about uh, the movie choice for the week, uh, which was uh, the first uh, Adam Sandler signed a five-picture deal with Netflix, and the right. first movie that he came out with was this 2015 uh, Western film called The Ridiculous Six. Uh, it's 0% fresh on uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, and... Um, I picked it because I just I wanted to see if it was really as bad as everybody was saying, and it really fucking was. How about the camera work though, the cinematography? What did you feel about that? I mean, that aspect of it. Fine, I guess. I thought I thought it was shot pretty well. Yeah, but it's 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 not funny. No, like, like at all. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean the the when, how baseball was started. Oh man! So here's here's the thing. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm or, sorry. Yeah, you want to give the synopsis? Yeah, yeah. So Adam Adam Sandler, oh, so, I feel silly even saying this, uh, plays a guy who uh, becomes an orphan and gets taken in by an Indian tribe, and he be, his name's Tommy, but he becomes known as the White Knife because he's got skills with knives, nice, right? And he's just he, t- he tries to talk like Clint Eastwood in those old Sergio Leone movies, and in the beginning he's he's got like this super stereotypical Indian outfit on. And he meets his long-lost father, played by Nick Nolte, who uh, gets kidnapped. And uh, Tommy decides to go after him. And along the way, he meets five other um, uh, ethnic or uh, various other stereotypes right. who are also um, uh, his father. They're, they're his half-brothers. So together they become the Ridiculous Six. And they uh, go and try to rescue his father. Um, so... Uh, so what was your point you were going to make? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing here is that this is ostensibly a comedy movie, right. and I think I chuckled, and I'm talking like I went, huh, maybe <laughs> two to three times, and it's really overlong two hours. That's a first, That's problem number one, more so than anything, is this movie had about 85 minutes worth of material in it, and for some reason it's two fucking hours, including a... Uh, as you mentioned, a whole um, a whole du- a whole scene that just makes no difference in the movie is just pads the runtime, where John Totoro shows up as Abner Doubleday, the creator of baseball. 
<laughs> and they help him play, I guess, what, what ends up being the first baseball game. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed that part a little bit. I don't know. I was so fucking annoyed by that point. I was like, why is this happening? Why is it making this movie longer? <laughs> On Review Aggression website, Rotten Tomatoes, with 36 reviews, the film has a rare approval of 0%, yeah. meaning no favorable reviews whatsoever, receiving an average rating of 229 uh, the site's critical... That's out of 10, man. Right, out of 10. Every bit as lazily offensive as its cast and concept would suggest. The Ridiculous Six is standard couch fare for Adam Sandler and fanatics and must avoid viewing for film enthusiasts. Yes. So. Yes, it's, it's very... It's... Overwhelmingly disliked. Yeah, so... But I, I, I remember hearing issues about... Um, the indigenous people references, and I, th- I heard it's that there a, was... It's a, it's handled a little... Uh, here's the thing. If the movie was funny, like, you could be like, oh, well, look, it was in service of these funny, clever jokes. Right. But because of the fact that it's so fucking unfunny, like, it really, like, y- you can spend more time picking up the lazy, stupid stereotypes exactly. that they use. That's what they do the entire movie. Yeah, like, Ro- okay, so you got Ro- Rob Schneider plays a half-Mexican, so right. he gets another chance to do a stupid fucking accent. Right. And then walks around with a burrow. uh, The burrow shits explosively several times, which I'm sure I've said on the podcast before. I hate shit humor. It's very rarely funny. Right. And this is no exception. Um, Taylor Lautner, a.k.a. the hunk who played the werewolf in Twilight, plays... Uh, uh, you know, a special, a, slow, a special yeah. boy who, literally, no joke. There's nothing more to it than he's doing a Forrest Gump impression. Forrest, that's, yeah, that's really all it is. Like when he's writing home, he's like, "Dear Mama," oh shit. Um, yeah, so he's writing, "Oh, dear Mama," you know, it's he's he's doing the Forrest Gump voice, and like the joke is supposed to be, "Oh, tee hee hee," we got the heart throb to play the uh, the. The slow adult. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then uh, there's uh, Hur- Hurley from Lost plays, uh, he's like, um, I don't even know what the hell he's supposed to be, like a, like a, <sighs> I his, guess. his mom was drinking, like he's, he's special too, but he can't, he speaks in like his own language because right. his mom drank when she was pregnant with him. But he was... Uh, it's offensive all the way around, we could say. Yeah. Uh, and then Terry Crews is black, but he doesn't know he's black, which is kind of a weird thing. And then Luke Wilson just is Luke Wilson right. for a little while. And it's it's just... And then there's, like, little, like, later... Like, there's all these familiar faces in it. And it's like, oh, oh, oh tee hee, here's Vanilla Ice playing Mark Twain. How how clever. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. And it, it's, it's... I mean, it's just... You know, I, I'm not I'm not Mister like take a shit on Adam Sandler. I like plenty of Adam Sandler movies. I've, I've not plenty, but some of them. I mean, I've talked many times. I don't shit on, but I don't think he's that great. I love Uncut Gems. I've said that on this podcast on several different episodes. That was probably my favorite movie of last year. I have not seen it still. So I'm not you know I'm not I'm not Mister Anti Sandler. But Jesus Christmas, this is just like yeah. It's every it's everything that's bad about Adam Sandler like. When he's doing his stupid, like, when he's showing them all his tricks to, that his Indian adopted father taught him, like, me, like turning into a tumbleweed and stuff, he starts doing that goddamn voice again where it's like, I'm a tumbleweed! And I was like, oh, dude, like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta let that go. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very, it was very disappointing. I mean, again, it's, I would put it up there with Popstar. Ouch. <laughs> Like it's the same kind of humor, and I'm surprised you. I'm surprised you don't like it as much as uh, much as that. You know, it's a real letdown that 
you abandon your true love of comedy, such as Popstar and Ridiculous Six, how they both combined to get... In, you're, you're, he, he's getting angry, folks. You're getting, you're getting my uh, <laughs> my blood is boiling. It's getting a little, getting a little, getting a little hot in here. Norm Macdonald had a part. I didn't even catch that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Chris Kattan as John Wilkes Booth. That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all like like the non sequiturs and all that kind of stuff. It was just kind of like, oh, he's got a um, uh, Adam Sandler. It's just all, it's all not right. not great. Right. It's it's all stuff that you know, like Mel Brooks accomplished, I guess, with movies he did. Yeah, Blazing Saddles and. Yeah, like to be honest, I've never even seen Blazing Saddles all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, I mean, they, like there's you know there's there's probably a funny movie in this concept, but it's right. not anywhere in what actually made it to the screen. Right. It's this is I mean this is. I, I haven't done it since the past, but I, I gotta give this a big fat whopping zero. Whoa, I would give it at least. I'll give it a two. A diamond encrusted battle axes because there I did you know smile here and there some stuff. Yeah, if gala catering by the way, see he sticks with his gala. Oh shit! Yeah, and I forgot to take the catering from Renaissance Man. Sorry, folks. I need to get gala catering. They make the best food. Slobbity do. Wow. For a for a non fan, <laughs> you do that impression pretty well. Um, I turned I I, I it's funny. I thought about. it. I was like, I wonder if Jay took the catering down because there was like eight minutes left, yeah. and like the the credits came up. I was like, up oh, off. Can't handle this anymore. And see, that's what I did with Renaissance Man. It was, it was like, ah, oh, off. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, dude! I actually spent four bucks to rent that. I spent two ninety nine. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, all right, so... Oh, ri- shit. Yeah, it's your turn, bro. Ridiculous sixes. I, I fucking... Didn't hate. even break two or ha- three. Hated it. <laughs> oh. Rid- ridiculous two. No. Oh, damn. So last week, we had Dirty Vegas 2002. Yeah, and uh, that's, a, that's a group. This is music. Yeah, Dirty Vegas is a group. What, and, was, what uh, was the movie? Burn. Burn. Hollywood Burn. Burn, Hollywood Burn. So if on the 9th, if you want to play along, those are the things you need to absorb. Yeah. Uh, right, so you got okay. one and one? I got one and one. All right, let's see what we got. Okay. Both two Chuck picks. All right. All right, so the movie is the uh, uh, Wachowski's Jupiter Ascending. Oh my gosh, I heard how bad that was with Mila Kunis. Yeah, and Channing Tatum plays like a wolf man or something. I heard this movie was absolutely terrible. Well, we're going to watch it. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. Okay, Muzak. Power Man 5000, Tonight the Stars Revolt. Is that the first album? I don't think it's the first one, but okay. it's got the hit on it. Which one? What they have a hit? This is what it's like when worlds collide. You don't remember that one? No, I do not. Okay. You know that's Rob Zombie's brother. Yes, because I watched, I saw their first tour. Oh really? With Buck Nine and Primus. Whoa. No, they were touring the Brown album. Was it like Snowcore or something? I don't know what the hell was going on on stage, but it was very interesting, I guess. Well, we're gonna listen to that, and then we're gonna watch a a legendarily bad uh, Wachowski's movie. I'm so, excited. so that's that's punching bags on September the sixteenth. Sixteenth? Yeah. Oh right, you're right. Sorry. 
Come on, man. Sorry, man. My math's a little off. My calendarium is a little off, oh, too. Oh, shit, bro. Too All many right. blueberry popsicles. <laughs> All right, so that's about that's that. Remember to go to Discount Cemetery for all your horror attire needs. Type in Not Nordic at checkout for 25% off. Remember to listen to a brand new, well, not as new by now, but a new episode of Jay's other podcast, Duke on a Leash. Uh, that's D-U-K-E on a leash. Yes. And remember to write us at notnordicpod at gmail.com. What do you like? What do you not like? We like to we like to take things into account. Did this uh, episode sound better than the last one? Sorry for cutting you off. Yeah. Did we go Uncle Buck Wild or did we leave you a little yacht? Okay. Um, <laughs> add us on, uh, uh, follow us on Instagram at notnordicpod. Uh, like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash notnordicpod. Uh, maybe we'll get some merch coming your way oh, sometime yeah. in the fall or winter. We'll, uh, Swerve the Yonk. I really we'll, like it. It's and Uncle a, Buck Wild. Those uh, two right there. I love it. Uh, so uh, for Jay and Chuck, uh, I would really like to say this is very important. Uh, just listen. We're not Nordic. We're not Nordic, yes. Thank you. So Good. Too quick. Wow. We're not, not Nordic. Nordic. Good night.